0: Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now, it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller.
1: Good morning, Mike <laughs> Mueller.
2: <laughs> I love it. Good morning. Welcome home, or, buddy. If you Welcome home. Yeah, uh, Thank you. Uh,
1: and to that, I'll say cheers and do this.
2: And now we're official. We are.
1: Uh, Very quickly, before we get started, if you've never listened to the show before, welcome. This is Social Media Edge Radio. Even though it's not really radio, it's on Blog Talk Radio, and we have been on the radio before. Uh, Back in the day, we Mm -hmm. had a few stations that played us a little bit. So um, we talk about things relevant to social media, what happens online, not just Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, that stuff. We also talk about... WordPress, uh, your website, and even some of the technology that goes around with that. And Mike Mueller is here to join me because Mike is the co-host and has been since uh, 2009. We've been on the air since 2008. And you can listen to all of our previous ex- episodes on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Isn't that right, Mike?
2: App. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Absolutely, Uh, I think iTunes is fabulous And I think, you know what, Blog Talk Radio does a great job uh, Getting us over into iTunes nice and seamlessly As soon as the show ends
1: Yes, in fact, uh, you know, we were on iTunes before we knew it Back in the day Um, Just Mm -hmm. kind of stumbled onto that one day I was looking through podcasts on iTunes And I said, oh, here's one called Social Media Edge Isn't that interesting? (laughs) <laughs> well, yes, yes, it was uh, Mike was out last week Traveling around the nation No, just across the state But uh, going to one of the biggest bike festivals And I understand he did very well this year And we're proud of him And I don't have a, a applause button But uh, I do have this
2: <laughs> so, You know, I'll take a chicken cackle <laughs> That works for me yeah, but
1: we're glad you enjoyed your trip, got away, and I got to do something uh, that old men should not do and did it successfully.
2: <laughs> yeah, I survived. He
1: survived. <laughs> uh, normally we talk about things, social media, but sometimes we talk about things like that as well. So uh, we've got some pretty interesting stuff today. Um, one of the things that we're going to talk about is unsolicited direct messages. So if you've got a story about that and you're listening live, go ahead and uh, jump over into the chat room and let us know or feel free to phone in a little later. You can call in at uh, 323-642-1539. That's on the webpage uh, there on Blog Talk Radio if you need to look it up again. Um, but we'd love to hear your story. If you've received these messages or if you've sent them successfully, we'd love to to talk to you about that. I know Mike's got a story or two, don't you?
2: Well, I can, you know, you just, I could jump right on over into to LinkedIn and I can come up with 50 stories in about two seconds, <laughs> unfortunately. Pretty easy to do on,
1: <laughs> yes, pretty easy to do on LinkedIn. <clears throat> Quite easy to do on Twitter DM as well. Uh, we have a new segment yep. that we do every week, and that is the tools uh, that we talk about. And I love Mike's tool. Been using Mike's tool for a long time, has helped me through many a uh, sticky situation. So I'm going to let you take the lead off and uh, talk to us about your tool, Mike.
2: Wonderful. Okay, so uh, my tool, I, I like to, when we when we do this segment, I like to actually give you the URL for it. And it's uh, HTTPS, of course, it's secure, uh, colon, forward slash, forward slash, dot. and then here's where it gets important, w the letter w the number 3 schools.com and what this is is i think well w3schools is is technically it's a place where you can go and learn like a school um but i use this primarily and i go and i use this on a regular basis you can learn a whole bunch of different things or here's how i use this is i okay, what was the syntax, or what was the way that I'm supposed to do this? And that could be HTML, that could be CSS, that could be in JavaScript, that could be in just anything that they have. They have a ton of stuff. And even if you're as familiar as you are, this happens to me in CSS all the time. And writing along and I think I know exact. and then okay wait a second what if I did it this way kind of thing and I can go over and I can check really quick so for me um, it's a CSS cheat sheet and I can go okay well if you're familiar with a box model you can go and you can do that kind of stuff and you can look at padding you can you know what's margin type stuff and you can just make sure you're doing stuff right nice and simple. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. In fact, they've got all kinds of classes over there you can go take. And sometimes I encourage people to take the class just so they'll know what their developers saying, because the classes are pretty quick, um, and you can see exactly what's happening in there. You're not going to become a super developer overnight just by taking, even if you took all the classes on, uh, right. on three schools. But it's got some really good, simple, practical examples of everything from JavaScript to jQuery Angular, which is the program, uh, the the language that uh, uh, Google is coded in, Uh, JSON, Ajax. Uh, Ajax is used a lot today. And it's got some basic stuff, too, like HTML, and like Mike mentioned, HTML, CSS. uh, Bootstrap, very powerful uh, subset of CSS and JavaScript that does a lot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, one of my favorites. Uh sometimes I'll go over there and find an example to help me remember how to do something that I may not have done for a while. And right there, you can test it uh, right on their page because they'll parse that uh, code for you and make it do its thing. Yeah. Great tool. Yeah. Uh, mine kind of goes along with that, Mike. And I'm going to give this from two different ways. Uh, were you finished? I don't want to.
2: No, i yeah done. Ready. All right. Awesome. Uh,
1: mine's called Web Work Tracker. And that's actually the URL, webwork-tracker.com. It's also HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www dot If you want me to say all that part, <laughs> uh, but web, webwork-tracker.com. What this is, is a great tool uh, for people that provide uh, coding or content services and charge by the hour for people that charge by the job, it's not that important. But if, uh, if they charge by the hour, this is a great way to prove that they work those hours. And one of the way they prove that, Mike, is that it takes a screenshot periodically. And I think it may take six or eight an hour. Uh, and they're just random times, so you don't know when they're going to happen. Uh, and here's what I want to emphasize. If you are a, an employer that has contracted someone to do something by the hour, Awesome way to make sure you're getting your money's worth, uh, because it will you'll be able to log in and see the report. You just create an account there and give the the uh, contractor access to clock in and clock out, and it does all mm-hmm. the rest of the work for you. And I've used yeah. it off and on for, from both sides as a uh, person
2: as a general contractor hiring subcontractors,
1: and as a contract employee working for others.
2: Well, and now you have you've mentioned this before um, and i you know I do the same thing I charge billable hours as far as that goes, and I use a company called freshbooks um, and the main difference between the two is that screenshot uh, freshbooks does not do screenshots goes down to the second as far as timing wise and all that kind of stuff, but doesn 't do screenshots and i'm not really I use it so that I can I you know I'm I'm charging my clients as far as that goes and they just trust me. I haven't had anybody who hasn't trusted me uh, mm-hmm. turn the camera around and if I was hiring somebody I like this a whole lot better because they and you know they trust you know my my clients trust I'm going to say trust me and but theoretically I could be surfing, you know, and it brings up your monitor, and I could be surfing Facebook. I could spend all my day on Facebook, come over, work about 10 minutes or what have you on your project, and charge you an hour kind of thing. And this know Mike, completely nips that in the bud.
1: It does, and not only does it take snapshots occasionally, it also tracks the number of keystrokes and mouse movements.
2: <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah, me too. Good tool. Uh, webwork-tracker.com. And Mike's was, what was it again, Mike?
2: W3 Schools. You can just Google that.
1: Yeah, just Google it. Hello, man. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so you've got a few news items in there. Hold on. we got to get back. Let me get back to the studio here because, obviously, it's time for the news. And uh, Mike Mueller, you contributed quite a bit today. So Anchorman, Mike Mueller, thank you for it.
2: Welcome back in the news today. Uh, Let's see. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start off with, and I missed – I was out last week uh, really off the grid, but I heard there's a huge backlash, and I was trying to figure out why. Um, There's a huge backlash uh, about Unroll Me, and uh, Unroll Me, if you're not familiar, is a great tool. Uh, We've talked about it on the show before. And essentially what it is is you just, you know, all these things that you get signed up for, newsletters and things like that, keeps them out of your inbox, does a wonderful job of that. It's absolutely free. Just sign up for it. Do all that kind of stuff. But there was a huge backlash because uh, essentially what they were doing, uh, Unroll Me anyway, was they were selling the data that they were collecting from everybody's inbox and everybody's newsletters and all of that—they were selling it. Well, um, of all things that happened to—if you source it back, it goes all the way back to Uber, and Uber basically was um, competing with Lyft. They still are, but they're competing with Lyft, and so they're actually buying data and, and that kind of stuff. And, and that's how people found out that Unroll Me. And essentially was selling stuff, selling mm. their information. Yeah. A little a, company called Slice owns, mm-hmm. uh, owns owns UnrollMe. But, you know, as far as that goes, it's not a data breach. They were, uh, <laughs> were removing the names. So it was anonymous somewhat as far as that goes. But people were a little upset.
1: Yeah, well, we have a special button for that, Mike. <laughs> I don't think that was a very kind thing to do, but it certainly happens. The data belonged to Unroll Me, and I'm sure that somewhere in their agreement with their users, they said, we may sell this data one day uh, to another company. So, just kind of gets back to that whole thing of you never really own what you've done online ever
2: that is true, uh
1: which maybe one week we may talk about uh the onion relay network, but uh
2: not today, a little bit too much uh carry on, sir, cool well, um, our show uh today being about and I kind of mentioned it at the top of the show um that whole unsolicited uh People reaching out to you, kind of thing. Um, LinkedIn is my favorite place for that. Twitter may be yours, but LinkedIn is where I get hit hardest. And of all things, LinkedIn, uh, which, by the way, is now a Microsoft company, just in case you didn't mm-hmm. know, um, hit uh, 500 million, half a billion members. And That's while that isn't big. all that, uh, well, compared to Facebook, you know, it, it really isn't all that much, but. Um, it's a huge thing. Of course, I'm going to argue. Uh, when was the last time you were at LinkedIn and actually using it?
1: For me, uh, maybe once a month. I've never mm-hmm. been a fan of LinkedIn. You know, we had uh, uh, Vivek von Rosen on uh, a few years mm-hmm. ago. wrote the book on LinkedIn. Tried to convince us all that we should be using LinkedIn and. I don't know that any of us actually have ever really gotten <laughs> fully into that pool. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to be talking about direct message, direct solicitation a little bit later. Mike's right. That's a big thing. And i i I have a story about LinkedIn. Uh, you have more, sir.
2: Um, Google analytics. We all love Google Analytics. We talk about analytics all the time. They've got a redesign on their dashboard. Um, they, I Actually, I subscribe to their blog post. That's actually how I found this. Um, mm-hmm. So Google Analytics has a blog. They uh, designed it and redesigned their, their dashboard and kind of announced it on a blog post. So trying to drive um, maybe a little bit more, I'm going to say, uh, the layman over into Google Analytics to, to better get uh, a better understanding and all the data there for them. I think well, that's really what I'm grabbing out of it.
1: It has progressed much over the years. I don't know if you remember how fun Google Analytics was when it first came out, but it was quite difficult to decipher, and it just wasn't very user-friendly. It wasn't laid out very well. You didn't know exactly what you were looking at all the time. So over the years, um, past eight to ten years, it has really, really improved, and I believe it's become more user-friendly to, like you say, uh, the layman. Have you played with the new version yet?
2: No, tell you the truth, I have not. And uh, today will not be the day. I'm a little busy, but I will get there. It'll be, you know, we could talk about this next week and I'll get in there and I'll play with it. I mean, all the data is going to be the same. It's just moved around a little bit different for you.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: looking forward to see if they've, uh, how they've changed the reports, uh, because I do have, this is a, uh, part of my job for a few clients is to run their reports and send those out to them. So It'll be interesting to see what has changed there. Hey, Mike, have you updated all of your WordPress sites to uh,
2: 4.7.4? Well, um, yeah. (laughs) Okay, good.
1: I figured you had. But if you're listening and you haven't done that yet, there's a a little update to 4.7 Vaughn that needs Mm -hmm. to be done. Uh, Just go ahead and set your uh, core to automatically update. Uh, Unless you've done some uh, hanky-panky in the core with coding, uh, like I find from time to time when I take on a new client, there's usually no reason to not have the core automatically update. There are some other things that I prefer to not have automatically update, but I generally have the core. Um, A lot of hosting companies these days, Mike, actually don't give you a choice. If a new update comes out, they jack it up under there for you. Have you noticed that?
2: Yeah, absolutely, which is, you know, a smart thing, and that's a lot of a bigger, the, the bigger companies. I'm going to say it is somewhat of a smart thing. It protects on a shared server. It protects the rest of the shared server a whole lot better. Uh, but, yeah, if somebody's totally forgotten their website, uh, it could also break their website. But yep, it sends them a wake-up message.
1: It does. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, I'm going to finish up with this one here. It's a little bit of news about what's going on on Facebook with the quote unquote fake news. Um, could do an entire day on what that really means and what the real struggle is there. But, uh, uh there's a, a new way of presenting information on Facebook. Uh, now, before you actually, uh, open your links, Facebook is going to show related articles and links to fact-checkers. I think they're pretty much stuck with uh, um, just one or two fact-checking companies. You may be familiar with Snopes if you're listening, Um, so Mm -hmm. they will uh, link to that. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out a caution here. Don't take Snopes as uh, 100% accurate either. Just use it as another tool in Investigating something you may be interested in, Mike. Do you do you investigate your own facts from time to time?
2: I I tend to well, I don't I don't share a whole lot of questionable news anyway. So, for instance, um, the stories that we just uh, talked about, I did not fact check them. I saw them in my stream. They were reported and reported by reputable people, and I did not fact check them.
1: Kind of hard to fact check a Google story when no. Google released the story. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mostly like to do it when people put things on Facebook that uh, I know are just absolutely inaccurate. Uh, I actually try to avoid Snopes and look at other content. Snopes is somewhat mm-hmm. controversial. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's there. So, but now before you visit a link, they're going to show you those related posts and a fact checker link. I'm, I don't know if I'm really all fired up about that idea, Mike.
2: Well, I'm looking in Facebook right now, and I'm clicking on different stories that should uh, send me to a fact checker, and they don't. So I'm waiting.
1: (laughs) Mike's waiting. Go ahead and roll that out to Mike, will you? It looks like it could (laughs) just be on the mobile device. I'm not sure. Uh, I admittedly did not read the article. Completely. I skimmed through it really quickly. Uh, We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about our topic, and that is are you shooting yourself in the foot by sending those direct messages like we talked about on LinkedIn?
2: We'll be right back. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website. And then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out arwoodconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners.
1: With your website, can't get it to look right or work right, think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. And I did one of those $35 jobs the other day, Mike, an actual $35 job. How about that?
2: <clears throat> that is, that. well, I'll tell you, that's such a deal.
1: It really is because it's. it's uh, people don't understand if you're working on something else, And you've got to stop working on that. Open up a whole new set of controls and uh, Mm -hmm. take the time to get the logins and all that stuff from the client. Spend the time with the client on the phone or on text message and then get in. You generally already spent about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, So getting in and being able to do something for $35, something quite simple, uh, just a little too advanced for the user to do. Uh, honestly, Mike, I would do that all day long. If I could, if I only had 10 of those jobs a day, the clients would be happy. I would be happy. And, uh, it works. So seriously, you know, if you're listening and you ever just need something quickly, give me a call and I'll do it. And if it's a little more advanced, I'll send you over to Mike and tie his day up. How's that sound? <laughs> oh, they're terrible. We're terrible. We're terrible. Yeah, I need a rim shot. Um, one little story I want to talk about very quickly before we move into the direct message things is it, it kind of happened again here in Mike Mueller, this time uh, in Marietta, Georgia, Mike Mueller. It wasn't a bakery this time, um, but it was a landscaper, and it didn't exactly happen on social, but it escalated to social. Um, yeah, and
2: yeah that, that would be Amy's Bakery we're talking about.
1: Yeah, Amy's Amy's Bakery. Amy's claim to fame. Um, A person was sitting in a line of traffic at an intersection when a local landscaper uh, truck, and I'm assuming had a trailer behind it, decided that they couldn't wait, so they hopped the curb and uh, made their way through the intersection around all these people that were sitting there obeying the law. Well, Mm -hmm. landscapers put their phone number on the truck and it's usually a cell phone number so uh, one of the people sitting in the traffic line texted and said just wanted to let you know that one of your trucks just hopped the curb and uh, cut off a bunch of traffic and uh, wanted to let you know about it well it happened to be a single entity landscape company we have a lot of those out here and the reply was let's say it's less than kind um, in fact, it was <laughs> straight for the jugular. Now, I'm not going to repeat exactly what it said. Mike Mueller has seen it. Uh, it was in a private Facebook group, so it wasn't. It was only seen by about 20,000 people that live in the community where this happened. Uh, and basically, he called the person a, a name and um, said something to the effect of, you know, take off and. Uh, Informed the person that he didn't need her business, that he didn't care about uh, what she thought. So she responded. She said, well, let's just see what Facebook and Instagram think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, He had another reply, Mike. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I I can read that one. He said, have at it. Screw Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you and your neighborhood. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, well, that was the screenshot she posted to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and her neighborhood. Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah. uh uh the admin of the group finally closed comments after 102 because they were always all pretty much the same and then of course there was 211 uh wow faces and angry faces on Facebook. Um <laughs>
2: uh,
1: After that, the owner and driver called and apologized for his behavior. He acknowledged that he didn't realize the power of social media. Well, what she didn't go into was there were actually people, um, that saw this were also texting him and saying, I'll never use you. An attitude like that doesn't belong in my community. Um, pretty interesting, pretty interesting. I'm not going to say the name of the company or the person just because I, it's all hearsay to me, but, uh, Yeah. Did you see the uh, screenshot I put in the show notes, Mr. Yeah.
2: And so, okay. So this guy, by the way, um, who responded and I guess single property owner or single uh, proprietor of the company uh, who said, screw you, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I want you to know, or I noticed right off bat um, he's very well, he's, he's, very well aware of social media because he didn't say exactly that. He abbreviated it FB IG and then Twitter, of course, he spelled out, but IG, nobody who is not aware (laughs) would say IG for Instagram.
1: Absolutely. I agree. Uh, He's familiar, probably uses it Mm -hmm. to market. And uh, yeah, he felt a little sting.
2: Yeah, snap. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So, uh, yeah, let's move on to our topic today and see if we can get this in just a few minutes here because we've talked about this on the show. Um, Mike knows I love to beat up on Twitter because my DM box on Twitter uh, stays full of of messages from people I don't know soliciting me for, for businesses. Um, good example. I got one the other day that said, uh, thank you for following me. Um, according to your background, I believe that you'll be interested in this. And they gave me something that is absolutely nothing that I would be interested in. So I just responded. I said, which background of mine would make me interested in that? Of course I didn't get Mm -hmm. a response. Um, but Mike, you've got a favorite one that happens on Facebook. With uh, invitations to certain events in the real estate industry, don't you?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. You know, if you if you're going to have an open house, you want as many people <laughs> to the, to attend that open house. So, you know, why not invite all your friends from California <laughs> to your main open house? <laughs>
1: Yes, it happens all the time. Uh, and and it's even more fun when they tag you in an image. Now, we're going to call that or tag you in a post. That is also direct messaging because somebody directly singled you out. Uh, right. I don't have a problem with people buying ads and that ad being in my stream. Um, but if somebody tags me in something for a business that's in, you know, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, uh, which I'm not even sure mm-hmm. if that's in America, uh, but, nope. you know, <laughs> it, it happened. Uh, and you mentioned LinkedIn, Mike. Tell, tell us about what happens on LinkedIn.
2: You know, if you if you go over – and, by the way, LinkedIn has a new redesign um, a couple of months back. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you haven't been there, you're going to be a little surprised because it's, it's changed a little bit. But uh, if you go over to what used to be your homepage, you'll see you've got uh, – especially on a I'm gonna say on a desktop. Um, you've got a number of different tabs and one of them is going to be you've got messaging and you've got notifications. And the notification part is basically for you, it's an invite for you to kind of spam all your connections. The nice. messaging part is them coming into you where all of your connections can go and just send you just Anything they want. Hey, exactly the same crap that you got. You might be interested in this, you know, given your background and all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had a little uh, LinkedIn thing and then we'll end end our gripe session and talk and start talking about why we're talking about this. I had a little incident happen the other day where I received an email uh, to the email address I used in LinkedIn, which is not an email address that I regularly use. And it was someone offering me the opportunity to interview for a specific job at a company that they were representing. Um, I think the name of the company was Jones Employment or something like that, and it's an employment service. And a few minutes later, I get another email from another company, from the actual company, not a recruiter, saying, we were informed that you may be interested in this, (laughs) this position at this company. Well, I responded to both of them, and I said, how did I get on your email list? And fortunately, both of them responded with a a decent email. Uh, The recruiter said, uh, I encountered you online and thought that you would be interested in these types of jobs. And uh, I said, well, apparently what you've done is you've downloaded everyone's email address from LinkedIn and just added this all to your mailing list, and I would like to be removed. And he responded and said, no problem, I'll remove you. Uh, well, there was a problem, Mike. The problem was that he did it to start with. Um, I, and I explained explained to the company that uh, that was what had happened, and they said, we apologize, and we will remove you and address the situation with our recruiter. Um, so that being said, here's where I'm going to leapfrog into why this is important. If I were looking for a job today, I would have to weigh the whatever, Jones employment, whatever, <clears throat> Is this the kind of a company that I want to do business with, You knowing their techniques of, I'm going to call it infiltrating, other people's personal scope um, to solicit business? Is that the kind of representation I want? Do I want to use a plumbing company that hits me up on direct message on Twitter every three months, reminding me that it's time mm-hmm. for my septic tank clean out, which I don't even have? You know,
2: uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, you know, I, I go back to, uh, absolutely that I go back to, we had on our, on our show, we had a guest, Chris Brogan and one of his, and I have no idea where he came up with this, but I mean, this goes back to the beginning of the show. And he said, uh, if I reach out to shake your hand, don't put your tongue in my mouth. Essentially that might not be right. exactly what he said, but that's really <laughs> close to what he said. <laughs> And they're just—I mean, you—you've got there's time and a place and a way um, to do all this, and you can cyberstalk people, and you can, you can, you know, find out, you know, all the intelligence that's out there, and that's great. But uh, don't use it, let's say, um, in a negative way. And this is a technically, this is a negative way. Be smart about it.
1: That's the point. When you're marketing, be smart about it. Just think about how you react when someone does that to you. Um, I am sure that some of the people that market that way get limited or livid when it happens to them uh, and block people and curse them out and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a two way street um, that you have to deal with there. So, are you really putting your best foot forward when you're doing that? I'm not saying that I've never been tempted to do it. When I look at something, I think, Oh, I can really help this person. Um, Now I have, if somebody's made a comment on Facebook or on Twitter that this or that was happening, happening, I have gone in and commented and and said, well, here's what it looks like is happening. And I'll be happy to help you with this, Um, which Mm -hmm. is totally different than them never saying anything and me clicking on that send message button. So I guess here's a rule of thumb, Mike. I think that people should think if they're hitting that send message or send direct message button or that contact button, oh, don't even get me mm-hmm. started on contact form spam. Um, I get it all day. People wanting to make right. me number one on Google. Uh, really? How did you find my site? <laughs> because You didn't just arbitrarily type in this page. Uh, if you're about to click one of those buttons, uh, contact or message, think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And for Pete's sake, if you've got an automated responder that goes straight to uh, direct message, just stop. Just just stop. It's uh, yeah. It's annoying, makes you look not so good. And really, if you're giving away your free giveaway from that, I'm gonna say you're more lucky than good. Um mm-hmm. if I've ever downloaded one, it was just to see exactly what kind of a jerk you really are because I wanted to know more more about it. Is that terrible, Mike?
2: Not terrible at all.
1: <laughs> so how do they stop? I mean, what really do what do you say? Uh how do we deal with that as receivers? And how do people that have that temptation, what do they do to stop?
2: Well, you've got to. Um, you know, I, I, I think some people honestly don't know that it's happening or they don't necessarily realize. Uh, and I'm speaking particularly on Twitter. So I get those direct messages. Uh, essentially, they say, hey, thanks for the follow. Um, you know, and it comes over as a direct message because I just followed them and they're following me. And, you know, I'm reading one right now. Uh, this is somebody I've just followed. Uh, Hi, Mike. I've enjoyed your tweets. Do you know I am the top real estate mentor and number one buyer and seller of HUD homes in the Carolinas? So I guess you can Google that and find out who I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> that's not automated. That guy actually did that as far as that goes. The automated ones are basically, you know, and I'm not talking about like true – what is it? True Twit that does the um, – here, yes. click here to to verify. Talking about the ones that basically say, you know, uh, you know, have a nice day, blah blah blah. Here's a great tool for building your network, or you know, something. And that's from the service. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize they signed up for the service because it said, you know, you, you know, do this and do that. But then it did this, and they don't necessarily realize that it's doing that. So always make sure that you know what's going on, what what that service is doing for you.
1: Absolutely, which gets back to uh, something that I've talked about before very briefly is go in and check what applications are posting to Twitter as you and make sure that you know what they are and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of common sense. Does it work? Well, it probably does. But at what cost to you, your reputation, to people that may have been great clients? Uh, I've already right. said it really changes my perception of people. Uh, of their company when I get an unsolicited message, I do remember it, especially if I get multiples. Um, So think about that too. Is it, is it really worth it? Do you want to burn a hundred possible good clients to get one that was hooked in by, uh, by that technique? Mike, I'm going to give you the last word.
2: Well, I'm going to say, I'm just going to finish that thought. And that one client that you got uh, they're not really your perfect client. They're not attached to you. They just, they were soft and they got you know, hooked in, like you say, and they're not the clients you really want. Much better to go the other way and get clients that are absolutely wonderful and attached to you.
1: Yeah. I agree. Build a relationship instead of a one-off sale, and uh, things will go a lot better for you. Mike, I've got a guest lined up. I don't know if he's going to join us next week or the week after, but he is. Uh, he's an attorney, but he is a social media attorney, and we're going to learn a lot of things about uh, things that are important to our business online, so I'm a little bit excited about that.
2: I think that's going to be great.
1: And with that, I know Mike has plenty to do today to recover from his biking trip. Congratulations. I saw that you, you actually made it to the podium. You were you received a, a bronze medal. Is that correct?
2: I got a bronze medal in the old geezer race.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, were there three of you or four of you?
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: I'm just kidding. No, very proud of you. Yeah, uh, glad you too. did that. Yep, you, uh, you did well. So that's it for us this week. Uh, If you like what you heard, send us a note, send us a tweet. If you'd like to be a guest and you do something that's relevant to social media, online marketing, um, please drop us a note. You can go over to socialmediaedge.com and click on the Contact Us link, and we'll be happy to talk to you about that. That's it for us. It's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio. With your host, Ken Cook, and co host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. And thanks to Kevin McLeod
1: at Accompotech for the music. That's Incompotech.